Brother Pickens Podcast. My name is Jared Wells, and I'll be your host this week. We are coming back. This is our first week back after having taken January off. And this month, we're going to consider the ideas we might have considered if we had been running in January. The ideas of starting a new year and making those new year, New Year's resolutions and desiring to make changes in our lives. And I'm going to talk about a new year, new creation, or a new creature. Jeffrey's going to talk about new year, new knowledge, and Christopher is going to be new year, new dominion. Of course, then we'll do our roundtable at the end of the month. Um, considering a new year and being a new creation, this is something that's been on my mind a lot over the last little bit. And we're going to go ahead and just jump right into scripture, get from the or get from scripture where this idea comes from. Second Corinthians five, beginning in verse sixteen, says, "Therefore, from now on." We regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, he says, and he's talked about a lot of things leading up to this, and of course there's a therefore in there, meaning relating to the things above. But he says, if anyone is in Christ, old things have passed away. Everything has become new. We are a new creature. We regard no one according to the flesh. And he he recognizes some people knew Christ according to the flesh. But now we don't know him that way any longer. We, We know everything according to our spiritual life. And that's a big change for us. It's something that I underappreciated for years in my Christian walk and didn't even realize I was doing it. I operated in the understanding that I could be an American Christian, bring my old ideas and old mentalities into my Christian walk. And I've had to really re-examine those things. Um, I'm an individualist. I really appreciate um, two treatises for civil government and how the government is supposed to be run. And it's kind of on this individual basis where we, as individuals, collectively look out for one another. But we have ourselves kind of first and and your ideas are your ideas my ideas are my ideas and we're just going to leave each other alone about it and of course as we consider that thought process through the eyes of Christianity that doesn't fly with the way we're supposed to be and he covers that here I think in context specifically what he's talking about we can't shut ourselves off from the world it's got all first and foremost and everything be about Jesus Christ. Look at what he says going on in verse 18. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that he might that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So in the specific context of being a new creation, old things passing away, everything becoming new, we are fellow laborers in the atoning and reconciling work of Jesus Christ and of God. God began the work and gave Jesus authority to go to the cross and take on the sins of humanity. God has subsequently given us the ministry of that reconciliation, going and teaching salvation in the name of Jesus, to teach others to be new creatures. We are ambassadors. 
As an ambassador, everything we do should be with the thought of how it reflects on the kingdom for which we're an ambassador. How do the simplest things we do reflect on the kingdom of God? And I won't get into the dominion part of it. That's what Jeffrey or Christopher's going to talk about. And this new thought process is what Jeffrey's going to talk about. But it's at the it's the crux of what Paul's talking about here. We no longer regard anyone according to the flesh. And that's a thought process that's had to change for me. Now, there are people that are full of evil works, but those people need to repent. And so I don't look at those people through the eye of earthly justice, though it's valid. Earthly justice is a valid thing that God established. But I have to consider them in my place, in my role as an ambassador to God and desire that their soul would be saved. I have to consider that every human being with whom I come in contact is eternal. Now, we in society have lots of things. Uh, YOLO was popular years ago. You only live once. That idea of, you know, just live your life to the fullest for now because it's all you've got. And that is in direct contradiction, at least the way it's used, to the Christian mindset. We are immortal. Not in this form, but when God breathed into the nostrils, the breath of life for man, we became immortal. Our souls will not die. Now, that doesn't mean, well, let's simplify it and say this, this body's going to die, the soul lives on forever, and eventually God will call the bodies out of the grave and, and make them suitable for eternity in their where they're destined to reside. So, as we consider people with whom we come in contact, consider our own lives and how we view the world differently now. It's not about the materialistic things. Those are temporary. Nations and kingdoms and uh, dominions and, and cultures, these things are all temporary, but human lives, humans, are meant to be eternal. So, as we consider that, each thing that we do, we're, every second we draw breath, we are pressing closer to one of two destinations for eternity. Either to spend eternity with God, or to spend an eternity without God. And as we've been granted this reconciliation, this ministry of reconciliation, that's how we view everyone now. And Paul talks a lot about that here in Second Corinthians 4 and 5. Um... In chapter 4, he talks about how we have this treasure in earthen vessels, and the excellence of the power is of God and not of us. He talks about how he had it difficult, hard-pressed on every side, not but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. And that's kind of the beginning of this thought process where he eventually winds up that we are a new creation. When we come to Christ, we literally give up ownership of ourselves. And that's a big topic in our society today and something that I have come to appreciate more and more there's, within Christianity, always been talks about what our liberties are, and I think I have understood that topic wrong. And, and I think partially because I've heard people talk about it in a light that is, 
that's my liberty, you need to leave it alone. And and there's some value to that a little bit, some valid thought process, maybe some, but if that's our argument, I think we should reconsider. Where we have liberty and where we're not consuming liberty upon lust is where we're laying down our lives for other people. We're doing what's good for others. Paul had a few specific instances in his life where um, obviously he had the meats deal where some thought they could eat meat and others were very conscientious about what they ate. And Paul said, I'm not going to let meat destroy what God has redeemed. And he had Timothy and Titus. One he had circumcised, the other he did not. Two different approaches, both with the same goal in mind of being able to preach the gospel and for both of them, Paul didn't want this problem or this thought process of circumcision to be in the way. And so he took two different approaches according to the liberty that we had, or that he had, and those men had, to approach that for what was good. Now, Paul, of course, had a lot of hardship in his life, and he covers that always caring about the the in the body, the dying of Lord Jesus. And for a lot of us, we haven't and and really can't even appreciate or understand the suffering that Paul went through. We have it really good. But there's still an opportunity as we carry about the dying of Jesus, as we have a lot of this world's goods, to live differently, to be the example of Jesus and how giving we are and how we don't place our security and our happiness in our possessions and that we we give out of our abundance and that everything we're concerned about is not about the things that are seen but the things that are not seen which he actually talks about um, again in chapter four he says therefore we do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing yet the inward man is being renewed day by day while we do not I'm sorry, uh, verse 17, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And that's our focus, is we're a new creature in Christ. We don't consider the things of this flesh anymore. Not that we don't clothe ourselves or feed ourselves or do any of that stuff. I actually have my house torn up right now. Rachel and I are doing a major floor pro- flooring project and it has taken up a lot of my time as I work to try and get this project finished. But that's not the focus of my life. While doing this, I've taken on some studies and some teaching stuff and this podcast because these are the things that are important. Now, it's still on my mind, obviously, as I'm talking about it on our podcast, but those are the things that are seen, and, and it's going to be temporary. One day, and, and who knows, it could be this summer, a tornado could blow the house down, and that flooring project will be blown away and torn up and destroyed. Um, I still take care of what I have and need to do that, but it's it's all temporary. And what I focus on as a new creature in Jesus Christ is that ministry of reconciliation, that new knowledge of seeing the unseen, or as moving as though I can see the unseen. That eternal perspective is the way it's often put in Plainview, Texas. 
because this light affliction is for a moment, and it works in us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. As we're new creatures in God, we're made part of God's redeeming work with this ministry of reconciliation, this being an ambassador for Jesus Christ, compelling and, and pleading with the world to be redeemed to God. We have our eyes on that eternal perspective. And I'll tell you, there's a difficulty as you make that mindset change. And, and the best I can tell you to do is understand what Christ has done for you. And understand uh, Romans 12. That you're a living sacrifice. That you have given up your life for the good of others. And to receive something better, Jesus gave the parable, or gives the teaching about counting the cost. And as we consider the cost, there's a quote from C.S. Lewis that really struck me, and, and I'll share it on this podcast. This is C.S. Lewis from the writing, The Weight of Glory. It says, It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures, fooling about with drink, sex, and ambition, when infinite joy is offered us, like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. What's offered to us as new creatures is God's intended plan for humanity that we would be reconciled to and that we would be drawn in to him. This earthly house, this earthly body is going to be destroyed. And go back up if you have a Bible open as you're listening to this, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 1, For we know that our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens, for in this we groan, earnestly being, de earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven. If indeed having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now he who has prepared for us this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. And he goes on, that's this idea, we're, we're going to perish, we're going to pass away. But for those of us that are Christians, we have a changed perspective. We're a new creature, we're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Passed away. And I'll tell you, it's not that we desire death, we, we don't. But we re have learned to redeem the time. While we're alive in this life, we're going to do everything we can to be pleasing to God and part of that is being partakers in his redeeming work, reconciling mankind. So learning to look at life, not through the eyes of the temporary, but through the eyes of the eternal. Appreciating that the life you live is now the life of Christ. That we die day by day, but the inward man is renewed. That we have the strength to carry on and do the work God has called us to every day. To show the light of Christ. So as we do these things and you find yourself 
seeing things through the temporary, and that is worrying about money, and, and I mean worrying, not that you shouldn't be conscientious about your money, but I mean worrying, worrying about having this world's goods, worrying about your comforts, worrying about your um, entertainment, uh, worrying about politicians, worrying about politics in general, then that's a barometer for you to know I'm focusing on the temporary. All of these things are temporary. And change that thought process. Ask yourself the question, where is the eternal in this? And the eternal is giving God thanks for the things that we enjoy in this life. He made us to enjoy these things, so it's okay to enjoy them in their proper place. We can have some entertainment, but it doesn't need to rule us. We can have some comfort, but it doesn't need to rule us. It doesn't need to stop us from doing things that we should be doing. And then the political and the political leaders and people with different political ideas, they're all human beings that are eternal, that need salvation. And, and we should pray for them on their behalf and pray to God that he would help us to view people as eternal souls and do whatever we can and whatever is in our power to help them reach salvation. So as you go forward, I encourage you to take some time and meditate on your life and how you view the world. How do you see your life? How do you see the lives of others around you? Do you have that eternal perspective? Or would you be able to consider yourself an ambassador of Christ? Again, my name is Jared Wells. This is the Brother Cousins Podcast. If this has been beneficial to you, then I encourage you to share it. Um, go back and listen to previous episodes and share them as we pick up now beginning the new year for us. Now's a good time to <clears throat> pardon me, to share these episodes with someone new. If you have thoughts or comments about what we've talked about, please feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook page or send us an email. Uh, reach out on our website. Hope this has been beneficial to you. We love you guys. God bless.